All right, everybody, stop the music. Stop the music right now. Before I introduce the London is Calling podcast, I want to get at something that's been beefing with me personally. So, Patreon. Do you know what Patreon is for? Patreon is for ex-cam girls and ex-porn stars that could not hack it in the industry. So what they decided to do was go to Amazon.com, buy a Tascam microphone for 120 bucks, hook it up to their iMac, start whispering into it in front of a camera, and tap with their nails on a Nalgene and call themselves ASM artists. And then... When they asked everybody to subscribe, they said, if you want anything extra, please subscribe to my Patreon and throw me a couple extra bucks, and I will text you a picture of my ass. Now, here's the funny thing. Anybody that was a sucker to do that, the girls that were saying they were sending that to you, those are stock images on Google Image, man. They clicked on an ass, and they send it to you. Those are not actual real asses. So, this is what happens when Alex Goldberg with his YouTube channel and his podcast, as well as London is blue with their podcast, they ask you to subscribe to their Patreon and give them money because they're giving their blood and sweat and tears and money and time and all this business. No, that's not true at all. A podcast takes an hour to do. And Paul, correct me if I'm wrong here. It does not cost any money to do. And on top of that, Alex Goldberg and London is Blue both consider themselves to be journalists. Journalists, by nature, do not pay for interviews. Okay? And on top of that, both of these entities, London is Blue and Alex Goldberg, have sponsors. So they are already getting paid to do the things that they do each week. And they only do them for an hour. It's not like they're really, you know, straining themselves or anything like that. So... When they have an interviewer on, they say, okay, we are going to interview you, and instead of paying you, we are going to go tit for tat. We are going to allow you time for you to plug whatever it is you want to plug, whether that is some type of promo code or something that you represent, some website you represent, or something that you're trying to sell, or if you're trying to promote your own brand, and in return, you do the interview for free. That's how it goes in internet marketing when it comes to podcasts, hit for tat. Okay. So these guys are already having sponsors on their podcast. That's why every time there's a 10 minute mark where they say, okay, now let's allow us for sponsors. Those are paid ad libs. They're getting money for that. Okay. So the most egregious example of this is when London is blue has their England trip every year. They're like, hey, we're going to go to Boxing Day and, you know, we're going to try and go to there and we're going to go visit pubs and we're going to go to two games at Stanford Bridge and we're going to see an extra game somewhere else within the EPL. And we really want our Patreon members to really back us. You're super supporters of the London's Blue Podcast and what we're trying to do. And in return, we're going to produce premium content. What does that premium content end up being every single time? It ends up being a rambling, drunken, 30-minute segment boosted by booze-filled microphones at a bar. All it is is slurring words for 30 minutes, and they call it premium content. That's what you're paying for every time that you contribute to their Patreon. 
Okay, you're giving them free trips to London to go and watch Chelsea play and a couple other teams within the English Premier League. Bezzling your trust, your loyalty, and your fandom. They're stealing your money under the false pretense of you're a fan of our podcast. Don't be hustled. In any relationship, there are two things. The person being hustled and the person who is hustling. If you are not able to recognize who is being hustled, you are the person being hustled. At this podcast, my podcast, Paulinho's podcast, the London is Calling podcast, we don't want your money. Guess what we have? We have big boy jobs. We will never need alternative sources of income. Okay? We don't need that shit. We don't require that shit in order to have extra special listeners. Extra, extra special listeners, guess what you do with us? You just listen. That's your only requirement. We don't want your fucking money. Okay? That is immoral, and we are not interested in it. All we want is for you to listen to us because we respect you, and we respect that you're taking the time out of your day to give us 45 minutes, you know, yep. just to spout off about Chelsea. And you know, just to be fans of this team, this game, this league, and God damn it, we're never going to ask for your money. It's why we have asked Anchor to take off this. Oh, at the end of the podcast, if you want to donate, no, 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 we don't want any of your money. We just want you to listen to what we have to say. Whether you agree or disagree with what we have to say is irrelevant as long as you listen. And if you disagree, please let us know at our Twitter account, London is Calling Podcast. Please. And if you like us, shit, we like that even more. Regardless, all we want is for you to listen to us. We are not interested in pimping our listeners. (laughs) All we want is for you to give us a chance. Your money is not required for you to be a super duper listener. Only your ears. DJ Paulinho, spin that shit. Well done, Carlito. I learned a little something right there. So, after 12, the first 12 games of the season... Chelsea currently sit one game, uh, sorry, one point above City. Correct. Now, we play City this weekend. Tomorrow, unavailable players for us. Mm. Ruben left his cheek, of course. Still a month away. Antonio, but we're, we're good with him taking his time. Absolutely. Take your time. Rudiger, maybe a week or two. Mm-hmm. And Callum Hudson-Odoi, apparently doubtful. Picked up a knock when he played shitty for England. Unfortunate. Good thing Pulisic is in form. Yes, and he's ready to go. That was a um, quote-unquote man management decision. You know, that whole yes. load management NBA thing. Yes. So, yeah, he, he'll be fine. Frankie's totally confident in his ability to start, so we're good. That's right. So, starting lineup for us expected, Kepa, Zuma Tomori, Andres is now healthy, but hard to see him displacing them in this big game without, you know, basically it being his first game back. Mm -hmm. Now, outside backs, I think we both agree it has to be Emerson and Reese James. We do, and I think we agree for the same reason. I think so too. What what's your reason? 
City's fast as hell on the wings. And not only that, they overload the flanks with two players. That's right. Against City, as much as their midfield is very good, offensively, everything comes from the wings. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the outside backs that will overlap. It'll also be their attacking mids. That's right. So they'll, but they always look to double, and it creates serious problems, especially if you are lacking pace, which Aspilicueta currently does, and Alonso has since he was a sperm. So yeah, it's just the way it is. <laughs> um, in the midfield, Jorginho, Kovacic, Mount. That's how we've been going. Golo mm-hmm. Conte, obviously healthy. He's mm-hmm. in the mix. I know you like the three of them starting, possibly. Mm-hmm. I do because this is what we have done historically, and it's worked. Yeah. With the exception of the 6-1 drubbing, which I believe – or I believe it's actually 6-0. 6-0 yeah. drubbing, which I believe is an outlier, and it will never happen again. But Conte, Kovacic, and Rodinho, they do have City's number. So I think that Frankie will look at the chemistry that they have against this particular opponent because every opponent is different and you have to address it differently every single time. Yeah. I think that this is the way to go. Mount is a great player. This is just not the game for him yet. Now, coming in as a sub, I think he will be very impactful. But as a starter, this is not a game that he's – not just physically and technically ready for it, but emotionally. So we got to go with the seasoned pros on this one. I, I like the thinking of playing it more conservative to start and then bring mm-hmm. the mount on. Mm-hmm. I just – Frankie doesn't change his lineup, his – you know, what he does as a manager. We haven't seen him do it this season. So at this point, I expect mount to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a good – Good uh, decision. We will see. City isn't the strongest defensively this season. Right. He might be able to exploit some of that, but they are going to try to dominate possession. So, Well, it's interesting about Mount, and I want to take this opportunity to talk to any younger Chelsea fan that has some issue with Mason Mount just because he's 20 years old, and a lot of the people that take issue with him are around that age, maybe even younger. Guys, this guy has done nothing to piss you off. This and guy he's has done so nothing young. to piss. He's not, so guys also young. done nothing to piss Gareth Southgate off. All right, so your criticism is unfounded and therefore irrelevant. You need to drop that shit because it. it's not Frankie playing favoritism when Mount starts for Gareth Southgate. Frank has nothing to do with that, and Frank would never. Ask Gareth for a favor. Zero. Zero pull with Gareth. No. And you know what? He would just never do it on basic principle. There are boundaries. And he respects them. And Mount scored. Mount is playing well. Believe it or not. So this is not a Frank Lampard, oh, Darby, I'm going to favor Mount thing. It's not. Mount's a great player. He's just young. And look, sometimes he's been good and not great. But he's never been shit. So no. stop with this. Stop with this nonsense. Drop I, I love it. Mason Mount. I'm rooting for Mason Mount. Drop and if you're not, it. if you're not, dude, you know what? Grow up. That that's you know what, Paul. I think that's our advice. If you're not rooting for Mason Mount, grow the fuck up. I mean, are next, 
Are you a Chelsea fan or aren't you? Seriously. All right. We go William, Tammy, Pulisic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. pretty established at this point. Uh, you know William's going to start. And by the way, William getting that Frankie endorsement, he's yep. playing great. Keep that Capitan band. Keep it. Yeah, I, th- I, I think he's going to keep it. I, I want to see is. it again. And you know what, dude? We've always loved William, but this could end up being one of his best seasons if he continues to stay internally motivated within his mind. Yeah. That's it. And I love cons- it, dude. It's, he's it's he's consistency. fucking buying in. He's totally buying into Frank. Um, now, Man City. Mm. The big news for them, Bernardo... Uh, Bernardo Silva is suspended. Can I can I do a little soliloquy here? Please. Bernardo Silva is one of my favorite players in the world. Number one for me is Mateo Kovacic. Okay. But number two is Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva for me is one of the most perfect footballers on the planet. He is exceptional, and he was done wrong by a, mis- a misinterpretation of a friendly joke to his best friend, Ben Mendy. And I don't appreciate that there was not even an ounce of nuance considered before suspending him. I did not want Bernardo Silva suspended for this game. I wanted City at their, at least what they could muster to be their best considering their injuries. I wanted to see Bernardo Bernardo Silva play against us again. Because that is a tremendous and wonderful player and a wonderful person. And everybody that knows him speaks extremely highly of him. I think he's done dirty. And I don't appreciate it. His his name has been dragged through the mud, and I think it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's unfortunate that FIFA has chosen him to make an example of over racism when they've had so many other opportunities to do so and seemingly haven't gotten it right. Yeah, instead of real racism. Correct. You know, the type of stuff that makes Mara Balotelli cry and want to almost quit football right. because he just feels like everybody wants him to die. Right. Like I'm, that's the type of feeling that these guys get on the pitch. They're like, these people want to kill me. And it's so fucking ugly and gross. And it, it just, it just makes me so sad. Disgusting part of the game. Needs, yeah. I mean, guys, stop. it's 2019 and it, it, these guys Play for your team. Get yeah. over it. What? They're a little tanner than you? Who fucking cares? Who cares? Get over it. Like I said before, grow up, racist. It ain't that big of a deal. They're a little tanner than you are. Who cares? <laughs> Move on, man. God. So, Ederson, starting in net, he's back. David yep. Silva, healthy. Mm-hmm. Rodri, healthy. And Benjamin Mendy, also healthy. They're Love all... Ben Mendy. Love Ben Mendy. Glad he's back, coming back to health. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I expect him to start against us. Yeah, and he, he, will, he will smash. Yes, Dude he will. Dude is a force. Leroy Sané, Laporte, and Zinchenko all out with injuries. Yeah, those are three of their best players, by the way. It is. I, I, I agree with you, absolutely. And that leaves them a little bit short and back. Kyle yeah. Walker, John Stones, Fernandinho, and Mendy to start in the back for them. 
Yeah, Fernandinho, not a prototypical center back, but still capable of doing the job. Obviously a great player. Yeah. An incredible career. John Stones, this may be an outlier take. I love John Stones. I think John <laughs> Stones is really good. He's also a homie. I love John Stones. Well, we were high on him and did our best to sign him for a while from Everton there. Yeah. Chelsea did. Uh, we didn't get him, obviously. He went to City. And he's still kind of finding himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Injuries, stuff like that. But he's definitely one of Pep's better uh, ball-at-feet center backs, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, center defensive mid, Rodri. I don't know what to say much. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, he, I don't really have an opinion. He's been solid. We'll see. We'll see what he can do against us. Yeah, it'll be a good test. Mares, KDB, Gundogan, and Sterling. Kunaguero mm. up top. Uh, Aguero, legend. He will always do well against man uh, against Chelsea. Uh, for me, my favorite of the midfield would be Gundogan. He is sensational. Uh, a true, a true center mid. In the classical sense, mm-hmm. the guy who can just play balls from anywhere. Yep. Really good play. He's kind of, there's a little Jorginho in him, although he's a little bit more dynamic. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, very direct. Mares, fucking bitch. <laughs> and then Sterling, really good player. Really good yeah. player. Yeah. I mean, that midfield for Mares, KDB, Gundogan, and Sterling, pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Also very expensive. <laughs> so Lampard coming into this one um his pre-game his uh pre-match presser uh, downplaying the game a little bit and yes. basically saying I'll paraphrase but they're a strong outfit uh he's not going to make huge judgments on the game tomorrow as it's 3 months into you know his managerial career with Chelsea Mm. But Jose did us a big favor coming back, taking the storyline mm. off of the game a little bit. And I think, you know, we win this game and we're right in the thick of it for title contenders. Um, it could go either way. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think Frank Lampart really wants to take focus off of his team. Yep. I think that there's been a little bit of hyperbole about us winning six in a row and doing very well and this youth revolution and all this stuff that, at the end of the day, what does it do? It boasts egos to egos that are impressionable. So you have all these young players that are all of a sudden feeling themselves and then they start to believe the hype. Right. And there is going to be a tipping point where they start to believe it, and then Spurs. they stop. <laughs> well, no, and then well, no. I mean, <laughs> this I'm talking about this in real time, as if this could happen very soon. Uh, where all of a sudden, the Chelsea players feel like they're invincible, and then they feel like they're entitled to wins, and Correct. that is not what I want, and that's not what Frank wants, and that's really what he wants when he says, I want all of this stuff to die down. Yep. You guys need to stop talking about us. 
I want us to go back to being the team that no one thought about, that no one considered, because when no one was considering us, that's when we really lit a fire. Correct. As you like to say, Carlito, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, dude. Dory in fucking <laughs> Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. But it's well, the truth. Life lesson want for to all. Be yeah. Outside distractions. Just keep swimming. So, what do you got for score prediction? As you made mention of City smashed us six nothing last season. Two two. I. Okay, that was my uh, prediction as well. I will go. No, 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 no. Three, two, blues. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go two, two, and that's just me being conservative. Yes, I, I, a draw would be pretty fair for both sides. I think. I do think this. that John Stones is going to have a hell of a time against Tammy Abraham and Fernandinho. Uh, I'm. That's where we need to exploit that center back. <sighs> Yeah, but here's the thing. All of a sudden, you got Pelissa coming inside. You exactly. got Willie in doing underlaps. You got Reese James and fucking Emerson coming at you from all sides. We are going to out City City when it comes to pace on the flanks. Yep. I hope uh, I hope our boy Mason Mount has a nice showing as well. He's going to get some opportunities with them, you know, taking the defense, moving them around. Maybe getting mount some open open looks from the middle. Yeah, yeah, no. And again, I don't think he will start. But if he does, great. Right. If he doesn't, it'll mean you know the veteran trifecta of Conte, yeah. Kovacic, and Jorginho, which I believe is the right move. But only because we have to be able to control that midfield against a midfield that is really good. Yeah. But that midfield against ours. I don't think is better. We match. We match at least um, as far as possession wise. We match. Mm-hmm. But ball winning, we are much better. Correct. Much better. So, other games of mention this weekend. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Jose and Spurs welcome us back against West Ham. First thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Liverpool. And Palace, mm-hmm. Leicester, and Brighton. Okay, so I want to comment on all three of those. Number one, Tottenham is going to win 4-0. West Ham hasn't been in form, but they need a regroup because they do have some good uh, players on that team, and they have a good coach, and they did ha- start the season well. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, but <clears> – <throat> Jose Mourinho just threw a bunch of oily rags on this team, and he is the fucking match. Yep, I agree. He is you. going to light them on fire. So don't Palace. be surprised if all of a sudden Deli Alley becomes comeback player of the season. Oh, I am not yeah. even joking. Okay. Hey, I'm not rooting for it, but I am rooting for the coach. I right. love the coach. As am I. Yep. And I'm intrigued. It's an it's an incredible storyline. It really is. He looks renewed, refreshed. <clears throat> he also looks smarter. Yeah. He just does. He just looks smarter. You know him. He knows how to play the room. Guy looks like he slept 10 hours a day for the past year, and <laughs> he's ready to go. <laughs> I mean, in that purple, I got to be honest, he looks handsome as hell. <laughs> Jesus. 
Let's just call it what it is. The guy, uh, the guy is dude. awesome. Yes, he is. Uh, for Liverpool, I think they're going to tie. Palace is due. Zaha is overdue. Something's yep. going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Leicester, Brighton. Leicester should handle. Yeah. See if they start drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. Yep. We'll see. All right, let's get to the wanker of the week. For me, it's Patreon, and I've already <laughs> explained why. Yes, you have. And that includes Alex Goldberg and everybody involved in London is Blue podcast. You can all go fuck yourself. He's naming names. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Nick Villani, you fat bearded douchebag. <laughs> I will go with Spurs fans. Okay, we've we've touched on it a little bit, but let me break it down. Jose Mourinho is bringing a winning mentality. Okay, something that Poch definitely instilled into the team, being a top four team. But they still haven't won a damn thing. Zero trophies. Audi Cup does not count. Now Mourinho, he's a born winner in his career as a manager. He's 25 major trophies, 11 of those in England. Not too shabby. Not only that, his transfer history, okay? In 2017, Mourinho became the first manager to spend more than a billion dollars in transfer fees. Sorry, a billion pounds in transfer fees. As much as an indicator of his desire to spend as it is on the owner's that he's managing for backing him. That's the big thing for me. He's going to attract top talent. It's a given. Then, my last point on him, his motivation for revenge. He is as motivated as he has ever been, in my opinion, more so than ever. And in the past, he's had... The desire to win comes out almost to the cost on a human level. Many, many players falling victim to his tough love approach, if you will. But this desire also drives wins, brings out the best in many players. Deli Ali, we shall see. And, you know. Let's sit back and enjoy the show. Spurs fans, chill out. <laughs> anything Good. anything else you got, Carlito? Yes, I would like to say that the things that were stated in this podcast are merely opinions and not facts. They are not based at all in anything substantiated. These are opinions and opinions only. Fair enough. Pleasure as always, amigo. Mm-hmm. We get the post game coming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely with Luis. All right. Good stuff. All right. This has been London is Calling Podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you on the pitch tomorrow. <laughs>